Welcome back, listeners, to Too Neutral to Quit, the D&D podcast where we really should just give up already. I'm Worth Beasley, your DM. Thank you for joining us as I continue to take my players through the Rime of the Frostmaiden campaign. Uh, still going at it, editing as I can. At the present time, we're about two episodes ahead of what has been released, but I'm uh, slowly trying to close the gap. Uh, while I do that, I hope you enjoy episode eight. Oh, Grell, no. Okay, so last session, um, we continued the quest of, uh, we just finished talking down the mammoth from uh, one-shotting Ran and Tinder, uh, and we fought the wolves that ended up like uh, like lying to us and luring us to a trap. Um we rescued the children that they kidnapped or returned them home. We ran into Uriel, who has been looking for the drug burnout uh, and decided to kind of join us uh, to see if we can if we can help him find any leads there. Uh, we essentially decided that we needed to book it to Termalane, where we've been hearing about uh, the kobolds who have been who have taken over these gem mines here. Along the way, we ran into an avalanche where a couple of people were able to avoid it. The rest got submerged, but um, got rescued uh, fairly quickly. I believe Hush was the last to be rescued. And because he was in the snow for so long, he has a point of exhaustion. I was going to add, too, because we straight pretty much just booked it, it was going to be about a I said it was going to be about an eight-hour journey if we did it nonstop, which will still be the case. Um, I'm going to say that we have probably all a point of exhaustion just because of how hard and long that it took us to get there. So that seems the, the fairest thing to do there. Uh, upon entering Termalane, I mean, isn't it, isn't it natural to have uh, exhaustion after going long and hard? <laughs> yeah, I realized after so I was like, that was that was that needs to be rephrased differently. <laughs> so it's still like late afternoon, early evening, probably I'll say like five or six in the afternoon. It's it's dark because you lose sunlight at around two PM, but you've still got a little bit of time before uh you absolutely need to have a rest unless you want to um, you know, rest to get rid of the exhaustion and to get a feel for the town. Uh, so yeah, upon entering the town, uh, you hear this uh, this small boy. He's standing on a box. He's yelling out one of those little news um, newsboys that were like from the old days. Uh, he's wrapped in heavy winter clothes. Um, as you pass by, the boy cries, "The gemstone mine is closed because of monsters." Speaker Matthew is offering fifty gold to anyone who clears it out. Uh, I would like to ask the kid, where is Speaker Matthew, or where can you locate him in the town? He says you can find the uh, town speaker, Oris Matthew, at the Blue Clam. And the Blue Clam is this building near the docks. It is the town's uh, ta uh, the tavern. He doesn't know much about the history of, uh, of the mine, but um, uh, he does know that the it is important for that mine to open back up because it is a significant loss of income for the town if they are not able to open it back up. Uh, and if you, like I said, the blue clam is over here uh, near the west end by the docks. Uh, it's the uh, 
that's typically where the fishers of this town uh, finish their days. They uh, one of the back areas is like where they can put all their their catches. Uh, and yeah, so that is where you will be able to find the speaker should you want to uh, inquire uh, to him about checking out the mine. So we will uh, leave at that point. Um, the uh, so there is the blue clam, who which is the tavern. There is um, the tavern. The, sorry, the inn. Uh, should you need to bed down and rest, and that where is that located? That is called the east side. That is actually near the entrance to the town where you are. I positioned you all there, but you don't have to be there. But should you want to rest and try to warm up as much as you can, there is the end that you can go to as well. Well, I've still got frost on my fur. Um, do you guys want to talk to the speaker, figure out what we're doing, where we're going, and then bed down for the night? Because I can tell you I'm so cold right now, I'm going to be moving pretty slowly. I like that plan. Sounds good to me. Rest is best. All right, so uh, if you enter into the tavern in that case, but sorry, I keep on at the tavern, the inn. So the east side is where most visitors go to stay. It looks from the outside like separate houses. Uh, it's actually a single structure with rooms connected by underground passages. Uh, you go inside the innkeeper. Uh, she's uh, very perky. She's a willowy teenager. Um, she introduces herself as Marta uh, Peskrik. She is, uh, you know, just perform the chores around the tavern, and she asks if uh, if you all would need a room. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Everybody in single rooms, or anybody uh, sharing any? How much do the rooms cost? How much availability? Uh, let's see. The comfort here is uh, three stars, so it's actually the best comfort you're going to get. This is one of the more uh, like picturesque towns. They've got the the, the lake uh, on their west side, and they're also surrounded uh, to the north by like uh, some trees. Uh, so it, it's very it's a very pleasant looking town, uh, which again is reflected in their comfort. Uh, like I said, it looks like separate houses on the outside, but once you get inside, uh, it's very, very roomy. Uh, you, you would have a very good rest here. Uh, I'd say the rooms are big enough to share with another person. If you, uh, I mean, obviously you could have <laughs> obviously separate beds, but uh, you could do two to a room if you wanted to go that route. I'm all for saving money. Yeah, I'm on a budget because, uh, is there a place to buy a shield in this town? Uh, this town, it's one of the, the more uh, populous ones. I would say that yeah, there's a um, I would say that there's there's a few different shopkeepers that you would be able to find where you could probably get a shield. All right. Uh, I'll bunk with someone if that means I can buy a shield. So I guess we pair up and split. Can we split costs of rooms? Yeah, the rooms aren't going to be too terribly expensive. Um, I would say for the night, um, if you're splitting a room, a bigger room would be uh, four gold total, so you could split it between you. But um, like I said, there are shops around here if you want to look around for any other items you might need. Okay. How many people do we have in group total? Six? 
Uh, yes, so you would actually be able to get uh, three rooms uh, between all of you. Alright, I'll bunk with anyone who isn't Erwin. <laughs> That's, That's very hurtful. <laughs> I'm gonna play my bagpipes all night. Can I choose to bunk it with Tinder just because she might be keeping me warm for free? <laughs> <laughs> I do have warm feet. I'm a very loud snorer. Who's okay with that? <laughs> I can play my bagpipes over. I was going to say, it sounds like Erwin would probably deal with that. <laughs> okay, that works for me. <laughs> so it leaves uh, Ilio with uh, Uriel. Sounds good. All right. Uh, so everybody, if they want to deduct uh, two gold from each of themselves, then we will split that. And Tinder is looking for a shield. Uh, is anybody else uh, needing any other items around the town? Mundane or normal items? I'm good. I'm currently going to need well. some rations. Yeah, I would think by now you've probably used uh, probably at least two or three of your rations, unless you're still going to be eating out of the uh, um, cauldron that you have. Mm, true. Uh, let's see. If uh, you're looking, it looks like you would be able to find a shield for... Um, it's going to be a little bit higher up here because it's in the north. Uh, you'll be able to find a shield, a, a basic shield for 12 gold. 12? Okay. All right. Uh, so we'll say um, after whoever has one exhaustion will go back to normal, and whoever has two exhaustion will go to one exhaustion at this point. So we'll say that you have enough. You're able to get a long rest out of that after you stay there. Which should help uh, most people. Uh, you do notice, I will say, while you're at the inn, um, Marta, while she's, uh, you know, cleaning up and, and doing her chores around the place, uh, you do hear her singing a song to herself. Um, not aloud, but I mean loud enough for you know you to kind of overhear it if you uh, choose to. Uh, and it's it's sort of like a. a it's a rhyme, so to speak. Uh, the song is Ahead of Winter's Wind She Came, the lovely woman with no name. Draped in a fur lined cloak of red, to the icy lake she fled. The wind pursued her all the same, as sure as night she's dead. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> you have a lovely singing voice, Marta. And uh, upon uh, upon you saying that she has a lovely singing voice, she says uh, she 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 thanks you and says that it's um, uh, it, it's a song that that she heard growing up. It's um, it 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 it's about like uh, like like her family. It's about her grandparents. Um, she says that uh, fifty years ago, a uh, mysterious woman in a fur lined red cloak stopped at the east side on her way to Lonely Wood, which is the name of the, the woods. Um, actually, I think that's the name of one of the other towns. That was my fault. Uh, to the north of uh, Tourmaline. Uh, because the woman was alone and frightened, the innkeepers, um, they were uh, retired adventurers who, yeah, who were my grandparents. Um, they tried to console her. Uh, the woman gave them a ring as payment for their hospitality. Uh, not long afterwards, a howling wind burst into the inn 
and tossed the woman about like a rag doll. Uh, the innkeepers intervened, giving the woman time to escape. Uh, then the evil wind battered uh, her grandparents unconscious before resuming its hunt. And that was the last that anyone ever saw of that mysterious woman. So it's a, it's a pretty well-known uh, odd folk tale around this town. Is that a is that a common? I'll ask if that's a common problem or theme. Do do the winds attack other people? Is there any other folklore? Is that just that one story? Uh, that's just uh, the one story here. I mean, other places, um, other uh, the other settlements probably have their own little little backstories like that. But that's just the one that that you know some in this town because it, it happened at this hotel or this tavern in wow can i say the right word uh and it it was just a, a family uh story that's uh, it, it's not uh it's it's not really heard any of the other settlements all right would doing a history or insight check help out or is it just a random folklore uh, you get the sense that it's uh, probably a random folklore, not too much. Uh, it, I'll even say that with you having lived here for a while, you haven't really heard much anything else that seems connected to it. So you would you would assume that there's it's just a folk tale. It's not anything that you would be able to make a connection with. Okay. She has. If, if you're if you're looking to kind of expand your horizon, so to speak, uh, she has heard about two different things going on. Um, so far, you all have helped out in 10 towns, uh, but there is more to Icewind Dale than just this settlement. Uh, she tells you of two things that she has heard about um, going out further beyond uh, 10 towns into like just the... Uh, the the land of Icewind Dale. Uh, one that she mentions is uh, Nabira Morskull, who was an East Haven fisher. He owned an enchanted fish hook that could catch magical fish. Uh, while she and her friends were out on the ice one day, a pair of filthy gnolls attacked them. They killed Nabira and stole her fishing pole and hook and hunters from East Haven tracked the gnolls to an icy rift in the ground, but were too scared to go any further. Uh, so it, once we decide that we're done with the town, if you are free to maybe look into that. And the other one that she has heard about uh, is that there was some sort of an evil wizard that was in East Haven, and they tied him to a stake and lit him on fire. Um I don't know if you knew anything about that or if you witnessed it, but apparently he had hired some tin towners to help him find a buried tower, and then he killed them to keep its location secret. Uh, well, one of those people before they died, they told me where the tower uh, is actually located. Um, I wouldn't go there myself, but maybe it's something that you all would uh, would be willing or wanting to explore. I would totally want to explore a tower. Yeah, I'm super interested in that. <laughs> I want to know why it's there. <laughs> right. On a serious note, I want to want to real quick out of game ask: Is somebody taking notes? Because I am not. So I want to make sure <laughs> we've got at least one person who's taking notes. Actually, notes. about to ask the same thing because I was not <laughs> note taking any of this. Uh, I, I was just going to refer back to 
worth later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just I mean I can always pace it in chat and I can always recap you. So I, I mean if you, <laughs> you well, don't have to take that sort of thing for you to do. So I, I I will I will listen back through the episodes and start taking, uh, no worries with notes. I, I can mark down which things you've heard about and uh, that one seems very much more likely than the um uh than the knolls. Um, but uh, we will bear that. Now, there is a possibility if you want to ignore the kobold mines and go straight to the tower, you can. Or if you, since you're here, you can work on the, the kobold mine first. <laughs> we should probably cut our teeth on the kobold mines first, but... I know that one of us had a super hard-on for the mines, so... <laughs> <laughs> they were mentioned about every session, this is true. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> all right all right so we'll bear that in mind then uh, so we will move on to uh you will assume that probably the speaker is probably still at the blue clam so we'll assume that you go there uh in which case okay yeah there's still fishermen out there and they're still you know turning in their catch and everything there uh so outside the tavern you see two bundled up humanoids talking to one another uh when they see you one waves you in a waves to you in a friendly manner then says uh you all seem entirely too prepared for trouble are you here about the mine well yes. uh, uh. <laughs> i do deliberately cut him off yes <laughs> He introduces himself as Oris Masthew. Uh, you can tell that he is a half orc. Um, mm, he's, he, <laughs> he's evil, kill him. <laughs> uh, he says that, uh, yes, recently, a few days ago, a, a group of kobolds crept, in, crept into the mine. Uh, they entered from the surface and they forced all the miners to abandon their jobs. Uh, nobody was killed. But the kobolds are too dangerous for the miners to deal with, uh, even though, you know, the kobolds are really small and the miners are <laughs> human-sized. Um, he also reveals that a human miner went missing a few days before the kobold showed up, uh, which also prompted other miners to think that a monster might have crawled up from the Underdark. Um it is possible that the miner fell down the central shaft, which is deep enough that his body would never be found. Um, but uh, if you decide to go looking into it, first, be careful. And second, if whatever information you can find or uh, however you can resolve this issue, please do so. Um, and so he does point out that uh, he says that the entrance to the mine is in the woods to the northeast. Uh, there is a trail that leads there, and uh, he says that it will take about uh, 30 minutes or so uh, to get there, if you would be interested in uh, doing that. I'm interested. Okay, uh, give me a second, and I will transition us to the next map. Uh, so let's go ahead and pull up here. So yeah, uh, after about 30 minutes or so, you do find... And uh, the entrance to the mine, uh, the entrance uh, was right here. I'll just assume that you kind of went in. You can arrange yourselves how you would like to be walking. I just put you on the map just to have you there. Uh, so the entrance to the gym mine is an open tunnel in a hillside. Um, empty carts are parked near the entrance, next to which a crude wooden sign has been propped up. Written on the sign in charcoal are the words, Kobolds only and common. 
Right. And where was the sign? Uh, the sign was on the outside. I assume that you all went in, but uh, if you want to do anything outside before you entered, we can we can wreck on that. But the sign would have been on the outside before you walked in. Once you enter the mine, uh, the tunnels have seven foot high ceilings. Uh, the wider areas tend to be a little bit taller. Their ceilings are 12 feet high, um, should you need to know the height for any reason. Uh, so once you enter this first room, uh, racks holding picks and hammers are nailed to the walls of this small cavern. The floor is covered with rock dust and tracks. Uh, where are the tracks leading to? Uh, make a survival check. <laughs> Good fucking idea. These are definitely footprints. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, you can tell that there's tracks, but you're not quite. They kind of. It to you, it looks like they all kind of circle around each other, so it's kind of hard to get a bead on uh, where they would be going. Um, I'd like to take a pick off the wall. Okay, you do so easily, no issue. Okay. Before we get too far in. Uh, question for you, DM. Do I know much about kobolds in particular? Their hierarchy, stuff like that? Um, I'll say make a uh, nature check. Oh, yay, two. And I don't think I have any bonuses to it. You said there's minus yeah, you, picks in this room? You know that they're small, but that's that's about all you, all you would know. There are, yes. Okay, is there enough of those to go around? Yeah, I, I was going to say that. Yeah, they, it says that they're like nailed uh, throughout the the area. So yeah, if you would like to grab one as well, you would be able to do so. Yeah, Ilio will go to pick one up. He says, "I actually don't have one of these. Might come in handy." Yep. Ilio's got like tons of gear on, on his backpack all the time. <laughs> well, now that I dropped like three extra climbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are ten pounds. So. <laughs> I'm no longer encumbered. <laughs> Can I take a look and see uh which one of the tunnels looks like it's more heavily traveled? Yeah, um I'll say you can also make a, a survival check. Uh let's see. You're not able to really tell about like what types of tracks are around uh, this area. But with that 12, you'd be able to tell that of the paths that you have in front of you, uh, the heavily traveled areas would be uh, more where Irwin and Archie are saying that the, so the Southern um, path looks to be the more heavy, heavily traveled area. Um, if you, are looking for that specifically. Okay, thank you. Anytime. And uh, anybody can, if they want to take point and start moving whatever direction they would like, they can do so. Would you like me to take point? Yeah, I can, I can be behind you. I will want to emphasize being quiet. Yeah, I'm not good at that. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Okay, maybe I should be in front, and then as soon as something happens, I duck behind you. <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> Can I try to be lead for quietness? Yeah. If you and Hush, or if you just, or if you specifically want to go in front, to roll stealth for me first, and then uh, you can put yourself in front. 
Archie can always stay out ahead as well. That's also a very good point. Uh, Rin gets the feeling that he's being, uh, uh, you know, not not super quiet, but he's not. He doesn't seem to be making uh, too much noise, so he seems to be fairly stealthy at the moment. Are we all rolling stealth? If you all want to try to be quiet, then you can. If Ren just wants to scout ahead, since he is being a little bit stealthier, he can do that as well. But yeah, if you all want to be stealthy, feel free to roll. Nothing bad's ever happened when I go out front. <laughs> the advantage is, you know that these you've heard these kobolds are small, so they should have a hard time uh, <laughs> one-shotting you. <laughs> you should know better than a curse them like that. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> oh yeah, if we move forward, then I'm gonna summon my fire spirit too. All right, let me bring him out as well then. Even with disadvantage, that's a twenty-two. Ah, there's that rogue stuff. <laughs> okay, so we're doing stealth. Yes. Not my strong suit. Oh, yeah, not my strong suit. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, so Hush, Ren, and uh, Ural, uh, they're, they're walking around. They, they seem to get uh, a decent hang on, uh, on being somewhat quiet, um, but they, they can hear, they can hear the other three kind of, kind of clanking and making up for, for their, uh, for, for their stealthiness. So you get and a field on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get a feeling that you're probably about average at the moment. <laughs> stealth wise. Once again, living up to my name and just constantly hushing them. <laughs> All right. Feel free to go ahead and move up. And uh, if you need to stop at any point, I will let you know. Uh, so Ren, uh, going around that corner will be the first to, uh, to notice it, or he'll, he'll, he'll notice it first, depending on if he wants to, you know, form the rest of the group, uh, an underground river flows through the far side of this cavern, uh, which is supported by a natural stone pillar near the water's edge, uh, between you and the river are, uh, I'm going to say six halfling sized gray rodents with long tails and beady eyes. Uh, and they are actually going to, uh, they rush to attack you as soon as you notice them. Uh, so these things are going to rush, uh, Rin here. And I said there were six. Each one of these tokens is going to represent three of them. Okay, first uh, of all, rude. <laughs> Thanks for cursing me, DM. <laughs> Things are small. They might they they shouldn't do too much damage. Um, all right. So at this point, I almost want to know what you did to Worth to make him attack you like this. <laughs> he led. <laughs> Does a sixteen hit your AC? Yes, because I'm thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, the good news is uh, two of them uh, miss. The one of them is going to try to bite you, uh, but. Uh, with their tiny little teeth, they do. Uh, one manages to get through, and you take uh, it, it. Their teeth are a little bit sharp. You take uh, four piercing damage from the teeth, and then the other ones. 
the, <laughs> they, they rush so fast that they, they, they just, you know, try to gnaw automatically, but they gnaw too quickly. And that was the only one to hit you. So um, it, it's an annoyance, but it didn't hurt you too terribly bad. And since you were in front, if you want to try to attack them, you can. And then if we want to try to take them out, we can roll initiatives. Damn right, I'm about to attack them. I want to uh, replace my attack with Breath of the Dragon and attack in a cone at these motherfuckers. Hey, that that works. They're they're in the uh, they're in the range, so you could do that. Are we in initiative right now? Um, I was letting Ren take his strike first, since they ran right up to him. But then after he went, gotcha. I was going to roll. Nice. Uh, so for your breath, um, twenty foot. Okay, you don't have to. Oh yeah, you don't have to roll. That's that's for me. Okay, so I need to make a dex save, or they take half. All right, so giant rats. Okay, so for their dex save, they need to make a save of ten, or they take half damage on a success. Where's their HP? Uh, go ahead and roll um two d four. And I guess you can pick what kind of damage that you want to do as well. Oh, that's why is it two ones on a D4? That's ridiculous. You know. <laughs> what well you, you do breathe on them and they do take the damage. It's just it it, it take, three take off my much. bad breath. <laughs> Essentially, it's that you were so thrown off by it, you didn't quite know where to aim. So yeah, you 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 Whichever one you, whichever type of damage you do, it hurts them. Just unfortunately, you 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 don't do too much damage. Um, damage, whatever. <laughs> that, that works. <laughs> uh, so at this point, we can roll initiatives if we want to try to clear these things out. Uh, so Tinder and Ren both move uh, at uh, first. Can I even see anything? Uh, at this, where you are, you probably don't see it. You probably hear the scurrying and Ren's <laughs> grunts of frustration. <laughs> so you probably know that something is up, but I don't know if you would necessarily see anything at this point. All right. Yeah, I'm going to use my wildfire spirit and I'm going to teleport 15 feet. For teleporting, I mean, if you want to, like, hug it while you move, that would probably work, but I don't know if you'd be able to teleport there. It's too much of a wall, unfortunately. Okay. Then... I don't think I can get in there. Um, Is it just 15 feet, or can you go any further? Because, um, I mean, you can move through your... I mean, I could assume that... Uh, <laughs> Because you can move through your allies if you want to, like, be uh, between Hush and uh, Uriel, you could probably do that. Unless, because, uh, like, for map purposes, I, I could say you can teleport yourself there. Wait, can you ping it for me? Yeah, no worries. I would think if uh, on the map visual, I'll just move you between them, but you could just teleport right there. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, the only I'll, thing I can do with my turn, I think. Yeah, so I'll say that that's where you've teleported, and like they're still like within the same area. That's just for the map visual. That's where you have teleported to. Okay. Uh, and then that will put it to Rin. I'll just go for a regular attack. 
Very nice. Uh, well, that'll <laughs> you got yeah, you get so mad that you just you bring that sickle down on it, and we do the max damage thing. So that is a what's a sickle? It is d4 so that's eight uh in your rage to um from them biting you you target the one that bit you specifically and you just you you your sickle just goes uh through it completely and just decimates uh that wrath <laughs> so Good. i so wanted take- that one i wanted to target <laughs> that one with extreme prejudice <laughs> that's what i was assuming so and you do so and you you completely obliterate it in that in that one hit there uh you do still have a bonus action so you can still try to strike in another one with your uh flurry of blows uh, if you would like to do so uh, and that will hit the other one uh, and that was the damage. Okay, so you, you make the the next rat bloody, so it is halfway dead. <laughs> so not bad for a, not bad for your first turn of vengeance. Okay, so you're still in front. It is the rat's turns. They are going to target you because you are still in front. He says a thirteen to hit. Jeez. Uh, uh, so it looks like one of them hits, and then let me roll for the other two that are still here. And then, no, oh, okay. <laughs> Those, again, one only hit. So let's do another d4 here. And you take uh, three piercing damage this time. So a second rat tries to get a little bit uh, more bolder and actually does manage to, to bite you as well. Uh, and at the, that is that will end their turn. Uh, so it is Archie uh, next. Okay, she'll uh, fly down this way a little bit so I can get some visual. Oh, wow, it is crammed in there. <laughs> yeah. She'll fly through here and perch on a, a rock. Maybe I want this pillar <laughs> or something. Sure, sure. All right, uh, so that'll put it to Hush. Alrighty. Uh, I would like to do the movie theater kind of push through. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, until I can just get around to, to see one of these rats and fire my crossbow at the closest one. All right. Uh, sorry. And written that's running a bit slow. I believe that'll be a 12 to hit. That's exactly what you needed to hit. All right, let me let me double check and make sure my attack bonus is correct. Uh, no, that is a ten to hit. Never mind. Oh, so uh, I'll you... just slowly push my way back. Sorry, excuse me, excuse me, sorry, excuse <laughs> me, and uh, reload. All right. In that case, that'll put it to Uriel next. Stupid rats and stupid avalanches. Can stupid I move here? All right. Uh, which would give you flanking with the rats if you would like to take advantage of that. And I will attack. All right. Uh, that 12 will hit. Uh, nice damage. So you see the rats giving Rin some trouble and you uh, use your rape here. You, <laughs> you, you kebab another rat. So we are down to four rats remaining. Uh, and uh, if you have a bonus action, you can still use that if you have anything I'll, you want to do. I'll go ahead and end my turn. Okay. Uh, which will put it to Irwin next. 
Alrighty. So Irwin's going to move down until he can see a rat. <laughs> you might have just enough room to or movement to get there. I don't think I can see any. Oh. Uh, my maximum movement, so. <laughs> hey guys, right. don't go all wait for me. <laughs> That'll work. And then it'll be Ilio bringing up the rear. Oh, Moonbeam. Nice. So I'll put that right here. All right. So a constitution save. Don't think that's going to go too well. Of 13. Uh, okay. The, do they take half on a success or is it all or nothing? Yeah, they take half on a successful save. All right. So. And it just targets that one square of two routes? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. It looks like uh, they rolled. <laughs> A 10 and a 12. <laughs> and if your damage is a full 7, <laughs> your moonbeam actually will eliminate both of them in that square. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Nicely done. Uh, that will put it back to Ren and Tinder. I will also attack it again with a sickle. All right. Tar targeting one of them with more prejudice. <laughs> yeah, there's another one that bit you. So. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh. All right. All right. <laughs> you you were targeting the ones that, that bite you with, with some extreme prejudice. There's two crits in a row. All right. So the, that takes care of the rat, the other rat that bit you. Uh, so there is currently one giant rat left. All right. Well, I guess that means I will toss a bonfire at it. So it's a dex 14. Uh, with a dex save of five, that bonfire is decent amount of damage. Uh, you you lot a bonfire, and it is that final rat is now cooked and able to be eaten if anybody wishes to. <laughs> um, that was that was his exact HP. So you were you eliminated the final rat in that area. All right. Well, let's get going. Ilio spends the next minute pushing his moonbeam around the room, just going, oh, this is kind of fun. Okay, <laughs> do this more often. <laughs> I'll move my bonfire around with it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> we can check out the next area following uh, Uriel's lead. Uh, the floor of this tunnel is seven feet higher than the floor of the cavern that it leads to. Benches and tables are set up as workspaces where miners clean any gemstones they find. Uh, gravel and pebbles are strewn on the ground. Scattered across the floor are a few hammers, picks, and broken lanterns. Do we want to stop and look around in here for a second? Yeah, why not? Yeah. If you're taking a minute looking around, feel free to roll uh, investigation. And if everybody's looking around, you can just do a uh, sort of a group investigation with advantage. 
Okay. Uh, everybody looking around, uh, eventually kind of searching around, uh, all, all of you kind of spot at the same time, there's a small figurine of a dog carved out of rock. Uh, there are two pebble-sized uh, tourmalines for eyes. Uh, you, you get the sense that this was probably made by uh, one of the miners here while they were like on a break. They just kind of quickly whittled it or, or quickly carved it. Um, taking a look around... Uh, uh, kind of judging the figurine, you would gather that if you were to sell it, it is worth 10 gold. Well, someone else can sell the doll, because I'm not touching that. <laughs> Erwin learned from previous mistakes. <laughs> I'm not scared. I'll grab it. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, besides the more tools scattered around and the figurine, that is pretty much all that you uh, find in this area. You already move on. Press onward. Uriel, as you get there, uh, you notice that wooden planks and struts form a walkway along a wall of a seemingly bottomless vertical shaft. A narrow waterfall cascades down the northeast wall, and the sound of rushing water is loud in the confined space. Yeah, I don't know if you've noticed, buddy, but I keep hiding behind the big tank guys. So wherever you go, I'll I'll follow you. But <laughs> you can tell that on this wall, about thirty feet further down, there are more walkways uh, attached to like the wall, similar to where you're walking, just further down on this side. And then, so you get to that. Uh, area there at the bottom uh there this is a wooden pulley system that has been constructed around a large hole in the floor uh, a bucket big enough to hold a, a humanoid is held up by a thick rope uh, three alcoves next to the lift contain wooden boards and mining equipment who wants to ride the elevator <laughs> everyone wants to ride the elevator <laughs> all right at the exact same time I'm certain that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's safe. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> you said that there was something that could be seen further down in the tunnel. Yes, how this uh, how this has like wooden walkways on this side of the wall. Uh, you see the same kind of wooden walkways against this wall, thirty feet down from where you are. Can I make out any kind of uh, entrance? Uh, I'll say make a perception check. I'll have the owl do its perception. Ah, fair enough. She's got advantage anyway. Uh, you could tell from where the walkway is down below you, there's like an entrance point like here that goes like more into caves. I'll send my owl down to investigate. All right. Uh, so looking down around there, uh, I mean, it flies down there and it goes to um, uh, it, it goes to see what's down there. You lose connection. What? Oh shit! That's weird. Can he tell if it's like a death connection or just because it got too far? 
if it was uh, attacked or anything, I would sense the connection getting uh, broken because I think they maintain a connection within a mile of each other. Oh, okay. Uh, then, yeah, you would be able to tell that something uh, was uh, able to snuff it out. Oh, boy. So we should all wander down there. <laughs> There's something down there, and it uh, ate my bird. Fire spirit next. <laughs> I mean, that could. Should we go down there and avenge Archie? Any idea? Any idea how far down they got before they died? Um, would Ilya be able to sense that distance, or is that just it? Just knows like it's in that general direction. He, yeah, he might have like a rough idea, not an exact gotcha. science. So how how long did time pass since he sent the owl down before that? Right, uh, not terribly long. the The entrance that he was going to is only thirty feet down. So I mean, it he I mean I'm sure he was able to fly down thirty feet pretty quickly. Um, I'd say I don't know twenty thirty seconds of getting down there and exploring around a bit. So not not too terribly long. But there, but yeah, uh, the owl was able to like you know sense that there were like more tunnel entrances. So there's something apparently down one of these other tunnels further down that was able to attack it and destroy it. More winding tunnels than it just went black. If we slowly move forward, can you point out which tunnel it was that the owl died? Uh, yeah, you. <sighs> Yeah, it's over here. You don't get too good of a look because it's kind of far down. But if you were to go further down, you would be able to know which one. But you get the sense that it was that direction, yes. All right, because to the group, I have um, I have ball bearings. So what I'd like to do is see if we can get a little bit closer and then throw a couple in, see if anything comes lunging out at the sound. Uh, I was going to chuck another bonfire down there, but ball bearings work too. <laughs> well, mine was more to like try to draw something out. I didn't think of attacking it, but yeah, no, attacking whatever killed him is fine. With me. <laughs> well, uh, the bonfire sheds light too, so we'd be able to see down there. Fair enough, after you. Either way, Archie lives matter. <laughs> 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 Chuck another bonfire down there. And it sheds light in a five-foot cube. Alright, um, so chucking it down that way, um, it doesn't like, it doesn't catch anything on fire or seem to, like, get anything um, like, damage-wise. Um, with the light that it casts down there, since it's still kind of far away, um, I'll say make a perception check with um, <laughs> uh, disadvantage. That's 19. Um, with your 19, you don't see uh, you don't see much. You see what looks to be. Uh, you don't see what it's connected to, but you can tell from all that you've seen. You get the shape of a tentacle. Oh. <laughs> don't, Trevor, don't. <laughs> don't. 
Please do. No. <laughs> my character my character backs up. He has a flashback of other lives that he's had. They always get screwed over by tentacles. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Every single game I've ever played, tentacles have ruined me. So I, I start backing up. Don't kink shame Uriel, okay? Seen hentai. I've seen hentai enough to know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, see those are the jokes I want to avoid as well. That's just it's not gonna be a good day for me. <laughs> I will say, along with that perception that you had, Tinder, um, you notice, uh, now that you're kind of paying a little bit more attention, the walkway that you're on, it's it oh, seems no. a, a little bit more... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> a little flimsier than when you first set foot on it, but you can also see uh, what appear to be two kobolds, like... Uh, underneath this walkway and it looks like that they are trying to sabotage this walkway. Hey, hey, little fuckers, what are you doing? Can we kill them before they do? Uh, let's see. If you want to make like a, like an investigation or perception to see where they are below you, you can try to like hit them while they're hanging underneath to, yes, make them lose their grip. Alright, so you you said you wanted a perception? Uh, yeah, because you, since you don't have a way to like normally like see below unless you want to like, you know, kind of crouch down and peek over, if you want to try to like, you know, kind of look through a little bit of the cracks in the woods to see if you can find a trace of them, I'd say that'd be perception or investigation. Yeah, so they're like directly below us on the platform? Yeah, they're like uh, hanging underneath the platform directly below you. All right. So I stepped away from my computer, but I have a dice roller on my phone. I rolled a 9 and a 10. So okay. with disadvantage, that would be a 15 total. Not bad. Uh, combine that with uh, with uh, Uriel's uh, perception. I'll say that uh, effectively you're able to, to track where both uh, kobolds are. If you Assuming you kind of you kind of yell it out to the group, I'll say that you can all try to make uh, an attack to knock these two kobolds off and before they do before they do any more damage. <laughs> Whoever would like to make a first strike, I won't I won't make you do initiative for that. Uh, probably me because I have the assassinate ability. Ah, true. So yeah, with a eighteen, that's twenty four to hit. Okay. Uh, yeah, you find uh, you you see uh, enough of a crack in two of the pieces of the wood where you can yeah you, know, you kind of <laughs> shove something in between the two pieces and like kind of kind of nick it in the head and you just hear it as you hit it and make it lose its grip. So you got rid of one of them. Uh, there's still one more uh, below you under her home screen. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, they're they're right there, guys. Stop them from destroying the stuff that we are literally standing on. <laughs> Whoever wants to make another uh, attack roll can see if they can um, hit it. Unfortunately, Uriel, with your rapier, you you get close to one of them, but the the wood's angled in an odd way where you you try to hit it, but you you miss, unfortunately. Um, but uh, but you were close to to the other one. <laughs> Toll in the dead will definitely work. Let's say if he doesn't make the save, then he will take the damage and it will uh, knock him off wisdom. They're not going to make that save. 
<laughs> not with a minus one. Um, <laughs> he rolled a 12 and had a minus one. So he got an 11. So yeah, it, um, <laughs> you're, you're told the dead. It just, you know, it, it hears the sound in its head and it, 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 it grabs its head because it's like, you know, in pain, but then it really, <laughs> like in a cartoon, it realizes that it let go of the, the, the boards <laughs> and it just <laughs> falls down as well. Uh, so you successfully um, stopped your platform from getting any more sabotage. It's still a little bit wobbly, but it's you feel that it's secure enough to where it won't uh, give way if you walk on it anymore. So it's it, it it's slightly damaged, but not not unwalkable. So now it's just a matter of getting down to the next level if you want to go down further. The only way down is the elevator to climb, right? Uh, that is correct, yeah. The bucket lift is used for hoisting miners and ore between levels 1 and 2. It's controlled by a crank inside the bucket or a crank on the side of the pulley system. It can hold one creature um, at a time, and it takes uh, one minute for the bucket to be lowered and raised. Um, so you'll have to go down one at a time, but you can like you know wait for the next person to come down. But it'll take, with six of you, a total of 12 minutes to get down to the next level. I think we should go. Um, are there platforms or anything on the way down? Um, not where the elevator is. Uh, there's a couple of alcoves like on this level that you're on, but that's to help other people go down. Uh, but, I can um, teleport 15 feet. Oh, nice. Uh, it's actually 15 feet down for the uh, <laughs> for the level. So I would. Uh, do you have to see where you're going, or just that it's 15 feet in whatever direction? Yeah, I have to see it. Okay. Um, I'll say if you want to make another like perce um, perception as you're kind of standing above the uh, platform, if you have if you make a high enough. Uh, Roll that I'll say that you can see well enough through like some of the wood gaps that you would be able to uh, teleport down there, no issue. And sorry, real quick, just to make sure the the next um, area we're going down to is the one with the tentacle monster. Oh yeah, there is a tentacle. <laughs> just just to make sure, we're going towards the tentacle monster. <laughs> yeah, one at a time oh, with two minute intervals in between there? the next person. <laughs> <laughs> um not you're not going to be like in the direct area where the tentacle monster is but it would take you down to around where it was yes it might be a nice tentacle monster <laughs> i'm not i don't think i've ever met one <laughs> that's that's a really good point i will watch you you let me know what i'm sure it's just petting my owl aggressively <laughs> right <laughs> Snuggled to death. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. Tinder, that is, that is a high enough perception to where if you want to teleport, you do not have to use the elevator. Right. I don't want to go first, though. <laughs> All this critical talk is uh, <laughs> who wants to go first? Bunch of crybabies. I'll go I'll first. I'll go first. <laughs> oh. oh. Never mind, he said he'll go first. <laughs> All right, I will move you onto the map where you would end up on the elevator. And if you want to just stay there while you wait for the others, you can do so.
But uh, so, yeah, uh, Uriel uh, uses the lift, uh, lowers himself down. Um, you don't hear any <laughs> screaming or issues, so you assume he's okay. And uh, someone is able to, you know, um, use the cranks to move the lift up. So it is able to take another person. All right. Ilio, go down. If he's safe, I'll teleport down with my fire spirit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll move Ilio and then Tinder with her fire spirit will move down as well. It actually was a friendly tentacle monster. What do you know? <laughs> you just haven't seen the tentacle monster yet. <laughs> Could still be friendly, you just haven't seen any trace of it yet. Of Irwin, Hush, and uh Rin, who wants to go next? Uh Irwin. <laughs> All right. I will go next. Hush, thinking back on previous lives, is he going to go last? <laughs> well, I was thinking that, but I was also wondering, so if we're operating the system up here, uh, how would the last person get down? Uh, it's, uh, there's, a, there's a pulley system on the elevator itself, so someone can oh, still okay, yes. themselves. Then yes, I will go last. Alright. So this main area here... Uh, the mechanism creaks as the bucket lift descends to the floor of a small cave where two dusty tunnels lead in opposite directions. Uh, I just put you on the map in areas you don't have to be where I put you. Uh, you, Like I said, you do see more tracks on this level if you want to make another survival check to determine like um, d directions and whatnot. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, geez, with a plus four, too. That's a shame. We know, right? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so Tinder's looking around. She sees tracks, but she's not really able to determine uh, too terribly much about it, unfortunately. Um, but uh, she, she knows that there are two areas to check out. A northeastern and a southwestern. Don't feel bad. I don't even know what kobolds are other than they're small. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> And the only ones you encountered so far were below you, so you still didn't even get a good look at them. Oh, yeah. Which way do we want to check out first? I'm still following the big bulky people. I'll head up this way. Uh, a hole in the west side of this chamber opens into the central shaft, uh, letting in the sound of the waterfall. Uh, the floor in the north end of this cave is five feet higher than in the south end, with a rocky ridge separating them and a slope on either side leading to the top of the ridge. The walls above the ridge uh, gleam with gem deposits. Who was, who was the brilliant people who grabbed the pickaxes? Good job. <laughs> Tinder and Ilio, I think. I think we'll just stay down here for a few hours. If I move to the ledge, what what can I see? Uh, you see the waterfall from the level above you uh, falling down this way. Um, above you was the platform that you were on, on this direction. Uh, and let's see. It looks like the actual platform that you saw is still about 10 feet below you uh, over here. So there's still that wooden platform you saw, but it's still a further down yet. Okay. See anything? You okay? The platform with the cynical monsters is still about 10 feet. Um, I don't believe down you. Down below us. 
<laughs> Do we want to move on from this area and come back later for the gyms or yeah do we want to clear everything else out and then continue moving or continue uh clear out everything on this level and then continue moving downward that's what i'd say that's what i'm saying yeah i'm, I'm good with that then I'll i'm gonna avenge my bird <laughs> What is everybody's uh, passive perception? I think mine's pretty low. 14. 10. 16. 13. Oh, yeah. Uh, 16 for me as well, actually. 10. Okay. Uh, so I believe Tinder and Hush both had a 16. As you both, or as everybody starts to move uh, back, you know, back the other direction to explore the rest of the cave, uh, Tinder and Hush both look behind them. Uh, just, oh. you know, they, they get like this weird feeling. And with their perceptions, they do notice it looks like there was some sort of uh, creature trying to hide, um, but. Uh, they, they just got this feeling to look behind them and they do notice something that it's trying to, it seems like it's trying to follow them. And it's 30 feet back, so so you would see it following you around this corner. Um, I'll just put it in your viewpoint. If you want to try to identify what it is, I would say make a um, arcana check. Um, could I actually insight and see if it's trying to like ambush us or if it's curious or uh yeah, you can do insight as well. I'm much better at insight than our Oh cover. my god. Oh, oh man, what is that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> the power of the tentacles. Oh man. <laughs> Trevor <laughs> snake eyes on D20. Get those out of the way now. Alright guys, either this is a genie who wants to grant all of our wishes <laughs> or it's the devil himself and he's going to eat all of us. What if that's one of my wishes? Win-win. <laughs> tentacle is one of my wishes, yeah. <laughs> I wish for tentacles. I slowly aim my crossbow at all of you. <laughs> <laughs> this is how our game turns into Call of Cthulhu, doesn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Back to the elevator. Bye. Y'all have fun. Uh, I'll see y'all later. Unfortunately, the Arcana check, you are not quite able to uh, very knowledgeable as to what this is. There's something following us. I, I let At this point, yeah, I let, I let them know. It's like, there's something following us. I have no idea why. All right. Uh, at this point, if the group is aware, assuming, you know, once you kind of move around, if you see it, if you want to try to identify it, the rest of the group can make uh, Arcana checks. I'll give it a shot. All right. God damn. <laughs> Man, what is up with these low numbers? Erwin thinks he knows a little bit more than, uh, than Tinder does, but he's still not quite certain what it would be. <laughs> It has multiple temples. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's able to determine. <laughs> Good lord. Uriel <laughs> definitely has not seen these things. 
It's the cursed dice drainer, guys. <laughs> it makes everybody dumber. Yeah. It's up to Ilio and Ren if they want to try to look at it. Uh, Ilio has no training in Arcana. so Ah, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Ren pulls it out again. I was I had made it a like a twelve. Uh, just, I don't know some something in Ren's just past studies and past reading. It's my abcana. <laughs> yes, it is your abcana. That's <laughs> your abs uh, whisper to you, and they say it's a grell. And that is uh, G-R-E. <laughs> uh, and I will send you what a grill looks like if you are not familiar with it. The abs whisper. Oh, that? No, see? I, okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, see, if I had known that's what they look like, I wouldn't even try to figure out. I'd be like, no, no, no. <laughs> Who looks at a brain and goes, you know what they need? A, a beacon tentacles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barbed it is chemicals. <laughs> yeah, make it make it even worse too. Look, it's ribbed for their pleasure. Okay. Uh, oh no! <laughs> Are there bloody feathers on one of those tentacles? <laughs> uh, you don't see bloody feathers on on one of these tentacles. Oh, it was just some other creature's either. tentacles. <laughs> If, all right, let's be real. If I'm walking around in a cave and I see that thing, I don't care if it's the friendliest creature on the face of the earth. I'm going to shoot it. Yeah. It, it does not have a, a friendly look to it. Hi, guys. How's it going? <laughs> I hope you're evil. I say as I pull the trigger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. If you want to get your shot off on it, and then we can roll initiatives. Yeah. Like I said, no, yeah, sorry. I, I, again, I hope it's not. I hope it's not a good thing because not. Nah. <laughs> go, go for the brain. It looks like <laughs> it might. It might hurt the most. <laughs> At least it's a big target. Uh, Sixteen. Twenty-two. Yeah. Well, you definitely hit it. Alrighty. You said we're maxing dice for crits. Um, Oh, that's right. Yeah, you do. Um, you do crit when it does. Yeah, yeah. It's maxed. It's maxed dice with crits. Okay, so that would actually be eight, uh, twenty, twenty-four points of piercing damage total with all three dice maxed. Not bad. All right. <clears throat> uh, See, so, yeah, you. <laughs> the thing freaks you out so much. You just you make sure that you aim true and you fire that uh, that bolt and it finds its mark. You did a good amount of damage to it, but yeah, it's uh, it seems like it's still creeping towards you. Um, so nope, at nope, this nope, point, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> everybody can roll initiatives. Is is the critical double the dice and max damage, or just? Uh, oh, right, yeah, yeah. We, we determined before you joined that uh, if you crit, it's just automatic max damage. You don't have to roll for it. No, but um. But do you double the dice like you normally oh, would? Oh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You double the dice and then add your your modifier. You just you would just double it to the max. Uh, appreciate it, Trevor. I, com- I completely forgot. So it's so actually um, forty-eight plus. Yeah, forty-eight. Oh shit! Okay, fantastic. Oh yeah, I see. Just, yeah, that would have. Well, damn. Yeah, you definitely yeah, fucked your uh, Yeah, that makes more sense. That's max crit stuff. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot how how good how awesome rogues are with their damage. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that clarification. 
it still has not failed. Every time I roll initiative for an enemy, they are still at the bottom of the initiative. <laughs> the Krill rolled a four. <laughs> oh no! I I can't tell you how sad I am that I'm able to do uh, That will put it uh, tender to the top of the order. All right. Can I see it? It's up here, right? Uh, it is. It uh, after the shot, I'll say it would have uh, moved one more closer. So, uh, I mean, I'd say if you, yeah, if you move, if you switch with your, um, with your fire, uh, yeah. yeah, you'll be able to. Yeah, if you switch positions with it, you'll be able to see it from there. All right, I'm going to try and cast Entangle on it. Uh, strength save. Uh, ooh, rolled a 13 total. Ha ha! But I don't know if you can really entangle a tentacle, but... <laughs> hey, have you ever left a pair of headphones in your pocket? You <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, it's like the headphone effect. It just gets tangled by itself. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, so... Yeah, it's restrained. Okay. So he is restrained. That is the one that Hush uh, damaged. Um, so it is. Uh, what do you mean the one that Hush damaged? Is there more worth? Talking out loud myself. Speaking of, it is uh, Hush's turn. Okay. So uh, my assassinate ability will actually trigger again because until it acts in combat, oh jeez. That's why I like getting the drop on things because. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Oh, that's not a good roll though. Um, thirteen, just not bucket. Hey, you actually needed just twelve. All right, cool. Uh, so then, since it's max and doubled, it's another forty-eight points another of damage. Forty-eight. Good lord. God, I hate when he rolls damn low initiatives. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, it's. <laughs> It's beyond bloody at this point. It's it's not looking good. Um, I'm still just saying, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> stay away, stay away, stay away, stay away. All right. Uh, you take any other action, or is that, uh, is that your turn? Uh, yes, I want as many people in between me and that thing as possible. <laughs> but otherwise, no, I'm good. All right. Uh, that'll put it to Rin. Uh, I guess I'll walk up to it and... Whip out my sickle. Can I even make it to it? Uh, you, sh- uh, you should be able to make it to it. Um, if a tender, are you able to draw your entangle where you cast it? Uh, hang on. Kind of like that. Is that twenty feet? Yes, and I'll actually, I'll move it a little bit because I assume you'll probably put it to like its actual border the square. Uh, yeah, so Hush will be able to walk up to the square like right in front of it uh, to um, attack it without getting caught in the entangle himself. Sorry. Wow, Ren. <laughs> I was looking the wrong I time. figured that's what you meant, but I also <laughs> wanted to make sure you weren't moving yeah. closer. Yeah, because Hush is not going to move closer to that thing. <laughs> and I think you have advantage because he's restrained. So do I roll again? Uh, yeah, you can, just to see if you crit. 
you don't crit, but you do hit, so you can. Uh, I'll take that uh, damn with the five slashing damage that you rolled previously. Oh, uh, do you have a bonus action you would like to do? Yes. Yeah. Multi punch this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That definitely hits, and that uh, is six damage to it. And that will put it uh, to Ilio next. Can I get right there? Uh, let's see. I assume where the where the red bottom of the square is, I assume it's like actually at the bottom of the border. So I think that square you're at is going to be in it, but this corner will be free of it. If I can squeeze in there. Yeah. I'll assume you're on that the one below you. Uh, you're not in entangle there, but I'll assume you're able to move there to get what you need to do. Oh, Ilya doesn't care if he's entangled. He, he's jumping in. Oh, uh, okay. Well, all right. That'll work then. Uh, I'll say you're entangled, but you're in with it. So he's going to uh, attack with a uh, booming blade. Ooh, okay. Well, <laughs> that hits. Uh, well, that was enough to um, get rid of that one. Uh, so that was Ilio's turn. Ilio gets into the entangle and you know, cuts down that grail uh, tentacle creature. He's also going to use his bonus action to summon um, his spiritual weapon. Ah, very nice. He'll put that on the map. Oh wait, did you. he just did he just kill it? Uh, he did. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> with the uh, with the massive crits that uh, Hush caused, uh, it did not have much left after uh, after Hush and ran. <laughs> oh, um, well, if, if he sees it goes down, he won't summon the spiritual weapon then. All right, I will leave it here in case you need it later. So, just real quick, <laughs> yeah. in order of fairness. Uh, would I have been able to see it from my current position? Um, you, I had said that you, you and Tinder had noticed it as you were walking away. Um, so, so I, I, I'm fine with like you noticed it and then it freaking you out. You kind of like moved away from the. You like ran that far <laughs> at that point. Okay. Um, oh, when you attacked. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll say that you probably attacked it when you were running. Uh, so you were, <laughs> you were able to do it then. I'll, I'll say. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, so that was Ilio's turn. Um, I think if you want... To, are you stuck in the Entangler, or can you try to get out in your same turn? Um, I think it's just difficult terrain. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, never mind. Uh, so that will end it with Ilio. It will be uh, Uriel next. I guess if the threat to, the, to our back is taken care of. I'll move back over here. Uh, and then we'll put Erwin uh, after that. Alright. Erwin is going to uh, move up as well. To about here. Can I see anything down that hallway? Uh, let's see. Uh, down, like in this main room right here? Yeah. Uh, from where you are, make a perception check. Oh my god. <laughs> oh 
Good lord. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Um, no, no stay, uh, stopping there, you don't uh, see anything, unfortunately. So after Erwin gets there, uh, coming around the corner, he will notice this. And Erwin does notice that this one does have uh, some bloody feathers on one of its tentacles. Oh, I found who killed the owl. <laughs> so it was right there. What? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Yeah, that's that's enough for him. He was able to get there for 30. So uh, it is going to go for um, Erwin with its beak. Uh, and I'm sure a 23 will hit Erwin. Yes, it will. All right, so with its beak, it will deal um, eight piercing damage to you. Ouchies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the tentacle, all right, so it's going to peck towards Erwin, but as it gets closer, it's going to add insult to injury and use its, its bloody feathered tentacle and attack Ilio. Uriel, excuse me. Man, it really wants your uh, your uh, Ilio. Yeah, apparently. Zell <laughs> um, for me. He smells Archie on you. He's like, gotta kill the rest. Yeah, right. Does a sixteen hit your AC? No, it doesn't. Yeah, I didn't figure. Uh, so He's back from all me. <laughs> uh, sadly, that will miss. That will be its turn because it moved, and it's back up to tender. Oh, jeez. Uh, well, I will drop Entangle. And where is this thing? Down here? Uh, it, yep, you got it. I will... Yeah, I like doing bonfire, so I'm just going to toss another bonfire at it. It's been pretty effective. It's a dexterity save. I also kind of want Tinder to do it that way, too. I'm just going to toss a bonfire. Just, like, really nice and chill about it. <laughs> uh, it, failed it. Its, it failed its save, so we will take the six damage. All right. So Bob off the bonfires. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. You, you see it. It's freaked. You're freaked out by it. It, uh, it, it's kind of like whipping its tentacle over its uh, Uriel and your fire just you know, catches it. And I'll say that it gets one of its tentacles off. There's plenty more of them, but it, it you do manage to knock one of its tentacles off. Uh, okay. And I'm also going to flame seed with my wildfire spirit. Ah, uh, very nice. Okay. So, uh, see so any troll for the, see if it hits. Uh, that is 14. Oh, that is a hit. All right. Only five. Still decent. Yeah, it'll, it'll work. All right. Okay. So that will finish your turn. Um, that'll put it back to Hush. <laughs> Who does see this one? <laughs> All right, so I do like the cartoon windmill my arms to stop myself, stop my momentum from running away from the <laughs> And turn around, I'll fire at it, and then begin running back the other direction. <laughs> this unfortunately won't 
the assassinate ability. <laughs> yeah, because it's already acted. Thank God. <laughs> if it's not the assassinate ability, uh, hey. it's the um, uh, hypnotic pattern that's the bane of my existence. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I love that spell. Um, I believe you said a 12 was needed to hit because that's yeah. a 13. Yep, 12 is needed. Alright, so while I don't get an auto crit, um, I do get my sneak attack. Ah, yeah, you do. So, 13 points of... Uh, pardon me. Um, 17 points of piercing damage total. Not terrible. And yeah, like I said, now I'm running the opposite direction. They're everywhere! <laughs> In that case, it'll move to Rin next. Can I even attack it? Or not even? You would have enough movement to get Ase to this corner, because that'll still be adjacent to it, and you could attack it from there. Five, ten. Yeah, you'd be able to move there. Okay. I will pick out pick out my sickle and swing at it. You're not flanking, so unfortunately, uh, the, you you try to swipe at one of the tentacles, but the tentacle just you know swooshes out of the way, and you unfortunately miss. Um, you do still have a bonus action, however. There you go. Uh, sadly, we're not doing anything, boys. <laughs> same thing. You even try to, you know, match its tentacle movements with your hands, but its tentacles move just a little bit faster than your hands, and you unfortunately still miss with that. Uh, and now that will put it with uh, Ilio. Are we using flanking rules? Uh, yeah, we have been <laughs> the few times we've used it. But yeah, we I, I've been allowing it. All right. Here's another uh, booming blade. That is enough to hit. Ooh, 11. Not bad. I guess if it was floating over it, I could get my spiritual weapon in there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still floating, so I would say that you would be able to get it summoned. <laughs> yeah, your, your, your spiritual weapon are now slashing at the tentacles that's hovering above it. <laughs> 12 is what you needed, so that will hit it. 9, alright. Uh, in which case, that will now put it to Uriel, uh, who is flanking. I cast uh, Compelled Duel on it. So it's a wisdom save. Eh, probably not going to make that. Oh, my advantage roll was a 14, but my regular roll was a 9. So it failed. Okay. Uh, for the duration, it has disadvantage on attack rolls against creatures other than me and must uh, must make a wisdom saving throw each time it attempts to move to a space that is more than 30 feet away from me. Jeez. <laughs> All right. That was a good one. <laughs> All right. So it'll focus on you then. All right. And uh, sorry, oh, I meant to oh, attack. Sorry. sorry. Okay, go ahead and do your attack real quick. Uh, that will certainly hit. Ain't piercing. Alright. And now that will put it to Erwin. Alright. Um, so Erwin is going to use uh, Tasha's Caustic Brew. Uh-oh. Since he's facing the enemy, I'm assuming it doesn't exactly splash off the walls or anything. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give it that, so... All right. Dex. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 17 to save. 
I did save. All right. So it, uh, yeah, you, 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 you pour the the brew towards it, and it's just, even though it's a big brain, it still seems to move deftly enough to avoid the uh, <laughs> the, the blasts from it. With that failing, Erwin's going to try to run away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As you run, it is going to get an attack of opportunity, but at disadvantage because you are not uh, Uriel. Uh, though I doubt a 13 will uh, get your AC. <laughs> uh, no, 13 hits me. Oh, okay. Uh, in that case, it will try to... Damn, I should have done its tentacles then. Uh, it will do its beak towards you, uh, which is the more minor of the two. So... You take another seven piercing damage from its beak as you run uh, to that corner. Ouchies. <laughs> and now that you have moved out of the way uh, and it feels compelled to go towards <clears throat> Uriel, it will attack with, uh, <laughs> with distinction towards Uriel. Uh, <laughs> but a 14 will miss with its beak. So let's see if the tentacles will do any different. Oh, come on. It gets a 12, unfortunately. Uh, so, so much for that turn. Um, there's no point in it moving, because it's not going to get... Okay, it'll just stay there, unfortunately. Uh, back to Tinder. All right. I'm going to use my fire spirit to teleport. Oh, very nice. I'm going to use Burning Hands. Ooh, very good. All right, so a 14 dex. Uh, It just rolled a 14. Okay. And I just put myself in dangerous way. Great. (laughs) Well, it's a disadvantage if it decides to go for you. Sorry, burning hand isn't burning hands uh, half damage. I think it's still half. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, is it? I think it is. Yeah, I think because oh, it's yeah, an area yeah, of effect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it'll still take four at least. So that's that's decent. Um, it's with the burning hands that will make it bloody. Uh, so there is that. Uh, and then after your turn, that will put it to Hush. Okay. So I'd like to peek around the corner <laughs> and see that it's still alive. <laughs> you uh, do. <laughs> can I um, Can I attempt to hide from, from it so it doesn't know that I'm there? It's engaged with so many people. Yeah, I'll say you can try to hide. Uh, this will be... So at disadvantage. Uh, oh well, at least that's that's something. <laughs> I'm uh, sure it's pretty high. Stealth is eight, so yeah, twenty-one. Yeah, with it uh, being, you know, forced to focus towards specifically Uriel and still having three other people surrounding it, it's not paying too much attention to what's going on outside its field of view. So you're pretty confident you're hidden from it. Cool. So with only one eye and slowly creeping my hand around the corner. <laughs> I'm going to shoot my crossbow at it. Uh, since I'm hitting it, I get advantage. So, yeah, 24 to hit. All right. 
was sort of halfway hoping you were going to roll a one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord, that would, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that'll, that'll definitely hit it. <laughs> uh, I just would have blamed it. I would have been like, oh man, it's it's still it's it's hitting people in the back now. It's really rude. <laughs> uh, 16 points of piercing damage. Not and bad. then slowly creep back around the corner. So then <laughs> this thing needs to go away. Yep. <laughs> uh, it is up to Ren, or back to Ren. It's up to you, Ren. <laughs> Uh, ooh, that definitely hits. So close to a crit, too. Uh, so yeah, the four, and then uh, the flurry of blows. Unfortunately, you get it with the sickle, but you uh, you you try to strike it with your hands, and you, you its tentacles are still a little too fast for your hands. But you do get the sickle on it. So I'll mark that. Uh, and that will put it towards Ilio next. All right. Let's bring more pain. <laughs> All right. That 24 certainly hits. Oof. Four. All right. Dang. <laughs> Your spiritual weapons get to attack at least. Yeah. Uh, that hits. Yeah. So another eight. It's getting up there. It is. It's looking pretty hurt. It's got a little bit left, but not not too much. Uh, so <laughs> I hope it gets to it gets to go one more time, but it's not looking likely. Uh, especially with uh, Uriel being next with advantage. <laughs> uh, I'm actually gonna cast Fish's Mockery on it. Fair enough. 14 wisdom. It's not likely to save that. Yeah, it uh, rolled an 8, so <clears throat> it will take that. And it takes a disadvantage on its next attack. Oh, right. Jeez, even against you. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Erwin, uh, what you got? Alright. Erwin's um, going to move back up a little bit, so it's in view. Okay. And then he is going to cast um, Dissident Whispers. Yeah. Uh, it rolled a 13, but I think it still takes half. No, it doesn't say that it takes half. Oh, okay. Well, sorry about that. It, <laughs> it, uh, it, it, it's so focused uh, towards, um, towards Uriel and everybody else, it, it doesn't really pay attention to your <laughs> to the whispers <laughs> that you put in its head, uh, so it does oh, not. It does take half. Okay, it does take half. Okay, so so you, you affected a little bit, but not as much as you were hoping. All right. Uh, so in that case, the grill will get to go again. Uh, okay, so it has disadvantage on its first attack. If it's disadvantage anyway, going towards anybody else, um, it will try to do its beak toward Ilio with disadvantage. And with disadvantage, it is a six, so I'm pretty sure you're safe. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so now it's just disadvantage if it attacks anybody but Uriel, but regular 
otherwise. So it will try to uh, wrap its tentacles around Uriel one more time. Come on, give me something. God. Uh, the 11 will miss. It's got a plus four. It has not rolled really well at all today. Um, so, so, so much for its turn. <laughs> It'll be back to Tinder. All right. Gonna lob another bonfire at it. All right. Some other decks. Oh, got a 10. So it will fail that save. And flame seed it. That definitely hits. So that is, ooh, uh, the flame. Your fire spirit uh, does its thing. It just you know bursts into a huge mass of flames, and it's uh, it does some good damage. It is barely hanging on. Uh, so with that, it will be Hush next, who will likely be able to deliver the killing blow. Worth stop cursing people. <laughs> so once again a peek around the corner it's still alive I reload my crossbow <laughs> um, why won't you, you die do you want another stealth roll um, no I, I say you're still good and it, with, with the state it's in it, it's not going to need it <laughs> uh, so yeah 20 not natural yep you are good it is definitely uh, surrounded by my friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 20 points of piercing damage. Uh, well, with your, uh, <laughs> with your fear of tentacles, uh, is there any particular way you want to finish this one off? <laughs> uh, yes. From its point of view, it just sees one eyeball and a little crossbow underneath it. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. Straight through it. <laughs> That's the last thing it sees. <laughs> no, no flare. More of me. More of me, like ma- making myself as small of a target behind all my friends. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you do so. Um, I'll say if you've been <laughs> if you've been collecting your your bolts, that one you you shoot it so accurately, and you know like. It goes through it and moves so far. You're not going to be able to get that one back, but mm. you do finish off the uh, <laughs> you do finish off the grail. Yeah. Um, it's been, well, actually, it's been lobotomized. You talking about bolts, uh, I <laughs> yeah. was going to specify that I would like try to pull my bolts out of these things without looking at them. I'm just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 so I'm down say, one crossbow bolt. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got to lose some every so often. <laughs> yep. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, so that will uh, so Hush avenges uh, Archie (laughs) Uh, with it being two and we just finished a battle do we want to explore a little bit more or do we want to pause it and come back uh, next week Um, I'm going to have to say pause it and come back next week (laughs) yeah I'm good with that and uh, we will uh, just see you next week. Hope you all have a good time till then. And uh, thanks for coming on tonight. Thank you all once again for listening to Too Neutral to Quit. Our cast was Carl Meekins as Hush, Trevor Ladislas as Uriel, Liz and Royce Moonberry as Tinder and Irwin, Ryan Powell as Ilio, Billy Ty as Wren, and myself, Worth Beasley, as the DM. 
If you've enjoyed us so far, please give us a review and spread the word out so others may come across us as well. And if you want to support us, please follow the link in the description. It's certainly not necessary, but it would help us improve upon future episodes for you. Uh, we sincerely hope you've enjoyed this series as much as we've enjoyed making it thus far, and we hope to see you soon.